we are recording. Hello, puppet. Baby boy, you've been on my mind. To fulfill your fantasy. I think about you all the time. I see you in my dreams. Oh, Marina, I've literally missed you so much. I haven't seen you in days. Marina's not here anymore. Oh, yeah. This Who? is Coco. <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of Kokwan? <laughs> what is it? Kokwan. From Pocahontas? Your chair is squeaky. What's his, what's her name? What's his name from Pocahontas? The lead? Kokwan? Marina, I don't know if what you're saying is extremely <laughs> offensive or not, so I don't know. Who? No, Who from Pocahontas? Le- the man Pocahontas was supposed to marry. Pocahontas. Oh, the white man named, like, No, John Smith is the white. Oh, my God. You are embarrassing me. I'm embarrassing <laughs> you? You're embarrassing us all. <laughs> I'm no, asking. This is Cassandra in- speaking, by the way. The one that is making fun of Marina saying, Cook one is somebody in Pocahontas. I just have to find his name really fast because... Take your time. Pocahontas characters. Cocoam, you piece of shit. His <laughs> name was Cocoam. <laughs> I just said Cocoa. I was so close. Moving on. I feel bad. I'm I was sorry. trying to make a joke about how I am no longer Marina. I'm a new person because of my journey. ayahuasca journey. And something that I learned is people don't call it ayahuasca. They call it Aya. <laughs> so Cute. moving forward, I will be referring to Ayaya. ayahuasca as Aya. <laughs> okay just kidding Aya so I want to say I'm sorry I should have known that you knew the Pocahontas character name because we loved Pocahontas hey what was the movie that we actually watched when we told mom and dad don't come in the basement we're watching Pocahontas what were we actually watching Requiem for a Dream American Psycho no it wasn't was it Requiem? it was when Al got the CD Netflix subscription it was probably something like that Girl Interrupted Requiem for a Dream you don't have the memory though I don't okay you just remember Cook One Cook one. Okay, let's transition. Talk about it, talk about it, my ayahuasca journey. So I literally love the shining, colorful horn that you have grown into. Thank you. Marina is a full-fledged unicorn. I also remember what I said that I was going to try and do for you. Lay an egg. (laughs) I laid an egg. Did you lay an egg? Well, I actually did have like this round, shiny poo. This, I mean, vision, I guess you could call it, of me manifesting abundance for us as an egg oh we love eggs yeah i do love eggs do axolotls lay eggs i saw a real axolotl too oh sometimes you just jump around so much you know that's <laughs> what it's like to be me okay <laughs> anyways <laughs> but now i have to know i saw two axolotls a pink one and a black one the og ones are black but they're extinct and there was a sign it was like don't disturb us we're also going extinct i'm like but you're in this dirty ass tiny cage in this escape room business what i know two axolotls one tank and i'm like you guys look miserable that's so upsetting their names were lilo and stitch and oh, i that's came home stupid. and i told my stuffed axolotl he said did you see my friends and i said axie how did you know they were going to be there my stuffed axolotl talks like this and he said well i didn't want to spoil it for you but they were actually hoping that you would set them free and bring them home. Did you not get that message? A lot of people don't know this like inside joke, so <laughs> I just feel like it's not landing the way that you think it's going to land. Okay, well, moving on. Tell us about the Aya. Okay, so I got back yesterday. Did I get back yesterday? Oh, today's Tuesday. I got back Sunday at like five o'clock. Yesterday was kind of a blur apparently (laughs) because I was pretty much like incapacitated. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) 
I will be honest though. I was paralyzed. I have a raging headache. Yeah, you do. And I've had it for two days. Yeah. And it's on the right side, just above my temple. And it feels like somebody is stabbing me in the brain. Okay. Just wanted to put that out there. Listen to that. It kind of subsided for a little bit, but it just came back. So I don't know what that's in relation to maybe puking my guts out for two days. Walk us through, Marina. Walk us through what you signed up for. And then as you went day by day, maybe what you were like, whoa, this isn't what I thought it was going to be like. Or I don't know. Did you even have expectations? Okay, this is great. So we're going to timeline this puppy. Okay. So I signed up for this. A month before the retreat. The retreat? Yeah, it was a retreat. Oh, you signed up a month before that. And it happened in complete happenstance. I went to an outdoor activity. I don't want to like give super hard details because I don't want to like put anybody on blast. But what happened was I was at an outdoor activity and I met a friend who's very close with a mutual friend of mine, someone that I've worked with in the wellness world. And I had mentioned how I have been intrigued by doing ayahuasca for many years, but recently within the last year, year or two I just feel like really called to do it so I had mentioned this mind you to a complete stranger we were at like this like-minded hangout of learning about nature and things like that and foraging and mushrooms and so on but for some reason I just felt like I had to tell him that I want to do ayahuasca he was like well how bad do you want to do it are you serious and I was like this is a weird thing a stranger to say to me why do you care I'm like why do you care and I just said yeah I want to do it and he said okay it's funny that you mentioned that because my was like why is this stranger care and I'm like why are you telling a stranger that you know what I mean? For some reason, I just felt like I had to tell him. It just came out. It was interesting. And he said, we have a retreat next month if you want to join. And at first I was like, like, it costs $9.99 a month. (laughs) (laughs) You must wear this promise ring. He's like, it's in town. And I know one of the co-facilitators. He's someone that I trust. So I was like, fuck it. This is totally a sign meant to do this. The next day I put down the deposit and I was ready to go. So that's like how fast it happened within 24 hours or 12 hours or whatever. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing it next month. It falls on a Friday the 13th, which is really fun. I like can't even believe it fell on Friday the 13th. It fell on a new moon lunar eclipse. I love that. Oh, So I just all felt very kismet and that was the beginning of it. Okay. So why did you even want to do ayahuasca and how did you know these people were the right people and that the time was now? Okay. So the funny thing is I don't really know anything about ayahuasca. To be honest, I know that it's a plant medicine. I know it comes from a vine in the Amazon, but that's it. That's not true. You also know that scene from Wanderlust where Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston do ayahuasca and she jumps off of a tree into, um, she's like, I can fly arms. Um, I actually forgot about that, but I love that movie. It's literally I absolutely so need good. to watch it again. We should watch it together. Okay. So yes, I know my pop culture references for ayahuasca. I've known about ayahuasca for, I don't know, ever. I feel like I've known the term for a long time. That and like peyote. Do you know yeah. the difference between the two? Um, one guy was like, yeah, I've done peyote. Like I did it in Peru. <laughs> What? I don't know. I just thought that was a funny thing. I don't know much. I don't know much about peyote. Here's the thing, guys. I'm a little bit like ignorant in the difference between the vines and how they're prepared. And you know, it's a vine. You're not ignorant. You're doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. People do like other supplementary practices like combo, which is like 5-MeO, DMT, things like that. And they're all similar in lots of ways in which it brings you closer to God, Gaia, nature, yourself, soul, whatever. But what makes you say that? How does it bring you closer to the those things. Why don't we get into that point a little bit later once I'm okay. telling you about my experience because it'll be easier to articulate that. Okay, why don't you finish posting your fucking Instagram story? Okay, let me just write bye. <laughs> Fire. Let's do one thing at a time because our energy is powerful. Okay, I completed that. 
So I just felt called to it in a way. And I know for so many people that might be like, what does that even mean? I was literally like, what does that even mean? Describe to you what being called to something means. I, and then I want to do it. Let me preface with, I have done mushrooms many times, LSD. Son and I used to love smoking weed. Not so much anymore. Quite literally not at all anymore. Yeah. We haven't smoked weed in five years. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a long time. Now, if you make a spliff and you throw some tobacco in there, <laughs> sign me up. I'll do it for the tobacco, honestly. Yeah, literally. If there's no tobacco <laughs> around, but the, that's anyway, all I got. I've had like some pretty powerful mushroom trips. Have you? Oh my God. I had a memory about a mushroom trip of ours where you and I were tripping and we were outside somewhere and we were on like an outdoor trail and we somehow ended up completely lost in the woods. When did this happen? Me and you. Oh, I don't remember this. And then we are sitting and kind of enjoying ourselves realizing how lost we are but it's daytime we have plenty of hours of sunshine left and then we hear horses behind us i'm sorry what are you (laughs) this is me and you what (laughs) (laughs) and then we look behind us and there's a bunch of horses (laughs) but people are riding them and they're like hey little ladies you're on the horseback riding trail like the general trails up there. You just need to go up there. We're like, thank you. We went to Hocking Hills together and we microdosed. She is making this <laughs> up. Bitch, no, I'm not. This is still when we had Hillary Rodham Clinton, our baby bong. We smoked oh. that motherfucker up and then we took a little bit of mushrooms. I mean, we, you and I have done mushrooms many times together. Okay. But you don't remember that? I don't, but I love that that happened. That memory came back to me this weekend. I was like, I wonder if Maddie never remembers that. Wow. I, I, I kind of. We found the horses. Kind of. Okay, so the reason why it was calling to me is because I was craving a hard reset. I think that if so mm, many years like drugs to take you there, if so <laughs> many years goes by like five years, six years, and you haven't had a truly humbling grounding experience that connects you with what it means to be alive. And when I say what it means to be alive, I just mean like the meaning of life is just to be alive, be here now type of I literally love stuff. hearing you say these words. Things can cloud so much of our path, our journey. I haven't had kids yet, but I want to have kids soon-ish. And I want a good, hard look at me, my journey, where I'm at, assess the situation, ask myself if I'm prioritizing the things that are meant to be prioritized in my journey, in my path, and see if we are aligned. Do I like me? Am I showing myself that I love me? It's easier for me to talk about why I was feeling called now after the fact, if that makes sense. I didn't have all the context for this until after I did the ayahuasca, but before I just knew I was craving a hard reset, a look deeply into the relationship I have with me and how it connects to all things. A hard reset for you. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, I need a hard reset. I just turned 30 or I finally got out of this long relationship. I need a hard reset, right? But for everybody, that's not going to be retreating to ayahuasca, right? Sure. But for you, it was. I mean, there were eight people there. And when I tell you, the walks of life couldn't have been any more different. Eight very different reasons for... Unbelievably different people. It was like, I literally wanted to ask everybody in there, have you seen Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman? But I didn't feel like that was appropriate. Why? Because someone because it like ends in like tragedy. Oh yeah, no, but they all survive. Yeah. Well, I feel like just crazy shit happens. But guys, eight completely radically different people. Coed. Everyone from electricians to arborists to custodians to teachers. Very wild. 
how we all found ourselves there. Some people experienced unbelievable loss and grief and injustices. They were all called for their own reasons. And we were all there on the pursuit of exploring the relationships that we've built thus far. This credo that we've created with our culture and with the world around us. And we're, we want to take a good hard look at them and be like, so how do you think these people found? They all found this situation based off of personal relationships. This wasn't like on the internet. It's like a anywhere. word of mouth thing. It was only a word of mouth thing. So anyways, let's move forward. So we have a group call a week before the ceremony. And the group call was the leader and the co-facilitator basically being like, these are things that you should expect. First of all, leading up to this ceremony, a lot of people tend to drop out last second. There will be a million and one reasons for you not to come here. My dog is sick. My kid isn't feeling well. I have too much work to do. I'm too stressed. Just know that this is like your mind working against you because you know you're about to do something kind of fucking big, you know? I feel like it means your calling wasn't quite timed. Like you were meant to not go, right? No, you just completely missed the point of that. The point of that is that no, you just completely missed that point of that. <laughs> Clearly you're not listening. Yeah, I hate, bitch. I'm saying if people drop out, they're not meant to be there. Yes, of course. You In the grand asshole. scheme of things, but he also wanted you Mine to- Mine like, you're a pussy. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, yes, but he also wanted you to consider that, like, you might make excuses for yourself not to go. So just, like, be ready for those excuses to come up. I, like, can't with people like that. Part of me is, like, that's a, a crock of BS, and part of me is also, like, yeah, you're right. Challenges are going to come, and little voices in the back of my head are going to be, like, do you really want to, like, leave your warm bed and your delightfully home-cooked meals to go stay in, a, in an Airbnb with five women in one room sleeping in a bunk bed and someone sleeping on the floor to do ayahuasca in Ohio? Oh my God. I'm like, you have to pay me to do that. But then the other part of me is like, yeah, you do want to do this. There you go. See, you knew. You knew. I did want to do this. So the group meeting leading up to the ceremony was like things you should eat, things you shouldn't eat. And we're in like a group channel talking about all these things. And people are talking all day, every day, like hitting this stuff up with all sorts of tips and tricks and hacks. And for what? For how to eat prior to Aya. Why? Because it's really hard on your stomach and you spend a lot of the time vomiting. Vomiting up, it just like purges everything? Purges, yes. And there is like tradition around what to eat in preparation for like this big spiritual journey. I, however, I didn't adhere to any of the dietary restrictions or rules. What did you do I like, to prep? I literally have a beautiful diet. I take care of myself very well. And the day before I left, I had six eggs. And <laughs> six eggs is great, two actually, bacon. I <laughs> No, I ate Chinese food. Which is so funny. Why? Because that's not something I would normally do. Oh, but I you wanted it. it. I, me and Justin you ordered Chinese food. Peking Dynasty down the street on I'm, Livingston is literally amazing. I feel like I'm going to do that on the way home today. Oh my God, it's so good. Let me help you order. I would love nothing more. I love it. How much did you spend? $50. Did you eat it all? But Justin tips like 10 bucks everywhere we go. So 40 with that. a $10 tip? No, like 50 with a $10 tip. Nice, Jay. I'll be like, I tipped $5 and you'll be like, that is not enough. I love that. I love like, it. I man, love you, tips. baby. I, I just tip $5 because I'm poor. Okay. Anyways, you ate Chinese food beforehand from mm-hmm. Peking Dynasty, Peking. Mm-hmm. And the were next- you like even thinking about the fact that this was going to have to come up? Of course. Yeah. Okay. I mean, soft noodles, it's not too bad. No, and you get to taste it twice. Exactly. (laughs) Yummy. (laughs) You should write a review. The next day, so it's Friday, I have to leave my house around 4 p.m. And I ate lentil soup, a little bit of lentil soup in the morning. And I didn't eat after like 12 p.m. because I knew that we were going to do our first of two ceremonies on Friday night. So 
This is all I know going into the ceremonies. We have a ceremony on Friday night and we have a ceremony on Saturday night. I know that they serve one or more cups of ayahuasca. This is like my very baseline general knowledge, but I'm not aware of how many we're going to get on Friday. I'm like, does this mean you'll be tripping on both days? Like, how does this work? How long does it last? All of these things. Cassandra, I literally had no idea. And I also didn't look up any of it before I went. I just kind of went into it full blast. Wow. I don't know. I just trusted the whole experience. So I get there at like five and then they are like, all right, get ready, find a bed, start the ceremony at seven. You might get your first cup at eight. Let's get this rolling. So you had a very short amount of period of time to get there, unpack your stuff or just kind of get acclimated before you start the ceremony. So I immediately get there. I'm in an Airbnb. It's very small, but it's very beautiful. It's in nature. There's a really small pond behind and then a huge pond, a little bit like down a 20 minute walk in the woods. Stunning. Beautiful. Loved it. But I'm in a room. There's five of us, two sets of bunk bed and one girl has an air mattress on the floor. The bunk bed is so so fucking oh tiny, God, Cassandra. I don't know, man. I mean, night one, I was miserable. I'm not going to lie. Were I was you on like, the top or the bottom? I was bunk? on the top bunk. And you couldn't even turn over. The A frame of the roof goes into the bunk. So you could literally, I mean, it's meant for a, a child, not for an adult. But it's so fine. They, didn't, they said that's how these things go, you know, like in order to keep it affordable, the whole experience was $500. Yeah, it is affordable. Okay. And I said, I bet you could double it and there'd be people that would be interested in that too, you know. But this was a more affordable option and you just kind of have to suck it up and go with the flow. So we unpack all of our stuff and I kind of get my yoga mat set and situated and I'm like trying to get cozy. I realized a lot of people brought a lot of blankets and like comfortable things and I didn't bring shit. I brought my fuzzy blanket and my yoga mat and a journal and that was it. I didn't bring anything. Meanwhile, I'm finishing the kombucha I, I cracked open on the way down and the leader was like, is that a kombucha? I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're not supposed to drink fermented things. Like clearly you did not listen to any you're of like the, the what's jar of pickles I had on the way here. Not cool. You're not supposed to drink super acidic vinegar based fermented foods because it'll just induce vomiting so much more easily. And you're trying to keep the medicine down for the most part. Because if you immediately you say, I'm different, I was just like, Fuck. clearly now we both know that I didn't read or listen or look at the hundred messages that came into the, the convo you channel. Listen to your own body though. Does that have any, that's, a, that's just the route I took and it worked for me. Yeah. So, okay. But I, but there is like a, what they call a dieta, I believe diet. I think it's diet in Spanish. <laughs> so so we're clear. Oh yeah. So I sit down. I actually did bring a couple extra things. I brought an affirmation card. I brought three crystals. And like I said, I brought my journal. So I started journaling a little bit. I wanted to document about this experience a little bit for the pod. And I also wanted to like create a video, maybe a YouTube video and a little vlog style. So I'm definitely going to be doing that. So Literally, that is so cool. What even inspired that? Why do you want to do that? Because there's so many videos and podcast episodes where people are like, this is ayahuasca. This is where it came from. This is how you take it. This is what you'll feel. And it gives me such the ick. I'm just telling you my experience for someone who went into it not knowing a whole lot but just felt called to do a spiritual experience like this instead of searching for so many definitive answers so my logical brain could consume it and try to control every aspect of the experience I'm not interested in that and this is so important that you ask that Cassandra because it leads into the frustrations I had for this weekend okay and the funny thing is is the frustrations were not with the ayahuasca experience at all it was with the people who knew it was like the way that it was put together and not quite the okay. way that it was put together was great I think who knew that the spiritual deep dive of an eight hour to the threads 
of your being experience would be easier than sharing space with eight other people in a living room for three days. Did you even consider that that would happen? No, but the moment I walked in, I could feel the energy and I was like, huh, listen, usually when you go to a yoga retreat or a wellness retreat of some kind, you walk in and you are met with kindness, feel like maybe a little nervous and anxious energy from other people in the room, but it felt different. It felt like cool kid. It felt like how cool are you? How many times have you done ayahuasca? And me, I'm like just this happy-go-lucky nugget head being like, hi, I'm so excited. What's your name? And the energy felt not there. But that's okay because I wasn't there for the other people. I was there for this experience with myself. And all that matters is that I connected with the person that was leading and offering the ayahuasca. That was important to me. And him and I connected immediately. So I was like, okay, this guy is cool. He's been doing this for a long time. Half Indian, half Italian. I loved that. Just had this energy about him. And I was like, okay, fuck with this. I like this. I trust this person. I can just tell immediately. And I'm asking a few questions like, so we're doing ayahuasca tonight, right? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, how does it work? Literally, how does it work? It's in a cup. Do I take more than one cup? Just give me some baseline info. He gave me some baseline info and I'll kind of just go into the whole process. Everyone started filling in and they were like, okay, at seven o'clock, pop a squat in the living room on your mat, get situated and we'll kind of do like house rules, all the information there. And that's kind of like where they laid the groundwork. Basically, they were like, this living room is where we will be because it was raining all weekend. We didn't do the experience outside, which I didn't mind because the entire living room was covered in candles and the windows were open so we could hear there's this wind chime all weekend that was like so beautiful and the birds and you could hear everything, but you were inside. And I, I didn't mind that. I actually really liked that. And they basically said there's four facilitators, one person offering the ayahuasca and all of you guys, eight of you guys. So it felt like very taken care of. They're like, we're going to have on you the entire time we will be watching basically to make sure everybody's safe you cannot really leave this room you need to stay in here go to the bathroom the bathroom's right here it was a big beautiful bathroom they covered up the mirrors with towels they were like they're like we're not gonna stare in the mirror for six hours if we undo that and so you had the room of your yoga mat literally yeah Okay, that's plenty of room. You, have you your, can lay down. You yeah. can sit up. You, can, you can't be sprawling out. You will hit somebody next to you. Okay, but you could stretch and do yoga poses. I mean. Yes, but not really anybody did that except one individual. When he started doing yoga, I had my eyes open for just a moment and I was watching him and it was like the most beautiful thing. Oh my God. Wow. And I told him afterwards, watching you do child's pose and do yoga was so stunning. Also, what's your name? <laughs> like I literally hadn't even met him up until that point. Wow. But I had been in a room with him for 10 hours, oh which is so God. funny. So those are some of like the house rules, the logistics of it all. And they made it very clear that they were there to support you. So if you needed anything, if you could have changed anything about the logistics, house rules and the operations behind it, what would you have changed? Bigger house, bigger house, more space, more space. Yeah, that's it though. Okay. Talk to us about night one. Night one. Cool. We start seated and Cassandra, I can't wait to tell you about this. You're going to be like, what the fuck? I cannot wait to tell Cassandra about this. I don't know anything yet. I literally know nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. We're starting the ceremony and everyone is seated and they're like, okay, we're going to start with this supplementary practice called hape or rape. Hape is in the Peruvian dialect. Rape is Spanish, I believe. It's like this formulation that includes finely powdered tobacco and maybe something else. I don't know. It's from plants. You don't know? Honestly, Cass, I know you're, you guys are going to be like, literally, what the fuck? But no, I Do don't Do you want to Google it? Right now? Yeah. Okay. Rape or arape? Hape. Okay. Oh, okay. 
Okay, here we go. Look at this. Hape, known as rape or shamanic snuff, is a sacred blend of finely ground Amazonian plants, including tobacco and various medicinal herbs. So basically everything that I just said. Okay. <laughs> okay, I need you to listen. That's pretty cool. So I don't know a lot about rape or hape at the time. I have heard about it though before. I do know people that do it semi-regularly. Some people I know do it daily. So they're going in an order. I'm like, let's say in towards the end of the order that they're going in. So I watched five people do it first before me. And let me tell you that watching five people experience this before me was, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I haven't even told you what they do. No, let me get you, you through it. You need it. to tell us why you said you're taking supplementary herbs before you take the cup of ayahuasca on night one. We don't even know what that means supplemental to the ayahuasca practice what does supplemental mean again? in addition oh i thought you meant it takes the place of Sorry. substitute okay so it's an addition to the ayahuasca got it okay rape is administered they have this little powder and they put it in what looks like this beautiful wooden hollowed out straw and they put one end of the straw up in your nose, okay? And they blow the powder into your nose. What they tell you to do before administering the hape is just breathe. You're standing in front of him. At this point, every single person has been given a puke bucket. Part of the, the logistics, they were like, this bucket goes with you everywhere. If you go to the bathroom, if you stand up, whatever you do, you need this bucket with you because you never know. And we're not trying to like puke on other people or on the floor or whatever. Keep the puke bucket with you. So the first person gets up, he stands, he has his puke bucket, He's done rape multiple times before. He handled it like a champ. The leader will say, take a deep inhale. You hold your breath. He puts the end of the long straw tube in your nose and he goes, and he blows it into your nose, okay? Now, the first guy handled it like an unbelievable champ. But what our leader had told us is that you might feel like someone took away your breath or like you can't breathe. You might start coughing uncontrollably or gagging or puking uncontrollably. So the first guy handled it, took a second. You could tell you do a deep exhale after. And you kind of like catch your breath a second and then you take in a deep breath and he'll do the other nose and he sits down. You do both nostrils. Yeah, you have to do both nostrils. Now, there's so many things I want to say. Number one, before going into the ayahuasca ceremony, I was doing a Nadi Shodhana practice. I was doing an alternate nostril breathing practice. And what I had noticed for the first time in I don't know how long... My right nostril was extremely activated and open and my left nostril was completely closed off. Is it because that you felt a bit of frustration from the group? I didn't feel frustration yet. I was just noticing the anxiety in the space. Totally. So I was like, this is interesting that we're doing this. That's number one. Number two, the other four people that went before me had the most intense response to this arape that I was like, oh my fucking God. What were some of the responses? Like, it blows in the nose and they're like, uh, and like, taking their hands up to their chest and be like, they literally can't breathe. And I'm like, for how long? Like, I don't know, five to 10 seconds. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. And the leader was so great. He'd be like, exhale. Like, like he was great at leading them in and out. There was this one individual who's very nervous to do it. Very nervous and standing in the back near the kitchen, talking to a facilitator. And the leader's like, Hey, everybody should be in the room. He's like, come in. And she's just like, I'm scared. And he's just like, come here. And she like stands up there. I can't remember if he grabbed her hands or just deeply connected with her and was like, you're okay. You're okay. And she started breathing. And then he said, take in the inhale. She took in the inhale. <sighs> she held her breath and he administered it in the first nostril. And she definitely had a response. It took her, you know, a minute to regulate herself so she could do the second nostril. Do you think that she even wanted to do it? Definitely. Oh, yeah. she wanted to do it? Yeah. We explore this a lot. This particular individual experienced a lot of fear. And I think that overcoming was important. Overcoming was important for that person. 
did the leader expect that everybody would do it? Or did the administrator say, you don't have to do this, you can do this? Or is it mostly assumed that everybody would do it? Great question. I think it's assumed that everybody is going to take part in everything. However, you can opt out. So did you feel like everyone felt like they should? Because you are very autonomous. I feel like everybody felt like that they should, but not because of the leader, because of the energy of the space. Okay. It's hard to explain. Like you miss out. The leader is just simply what I'm so clearly seeing throughout this entire experience is that he was just a mirror for everything and everybody. He was just a mirror. He never articulated you have to do anything, but it's really having you self-examine. The self-examination was the entire weekend. And he had mentioned, you know, you might get triggered by other people. He said that in the very beginning, which is funny because I had mentioned that I struggled with the group dynamic, but he said, you will get triggered by something, by someone, by a situation. Just look at it. Just ask yourself what's happening here. Anyways, we go through the rape and we finally get to me and my heart, Sandra, is beating so hard in my chest, but I'm I'm thinking to myself, girl, pranayama, this is your thing. You love pranayama. You do pranayama every day. So I stand up and I'm just God, honestly, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat right now. <laughs> it's my turn. I have my peak bucket in my hands. I'm Did looking. Did you know that this one was the, the finely graded tobacco one? Yeah, Were you a yeah. little excited? <laughs> I would say I was very excited and very nervous for the rape because it's like going up your nose and into your face. Yeah, you're not like inhaling And I'm watching people cough a lot. Okay, next question. You do well under pressure. I know this. Yeah, I do. So did you uh, deep down kind of know you would just be okay? Of course. Yep. You trusted. I definitely trusted myself. I walk up and I'm just looking into his eyes and I'm not looking away. The only thing I'm looking at is him. He's like the person standing there. He is the individual that is designated to hold the space that people can rely on that he will not waver. And I'm just looking at him and he's just looking at me. I'm just breathing. I don't think he tells me to inhale and hold my breath. I think I just do it and he knows that I'm ready. And he puts it in my first nostril and he goes, and oh my God, (laughs) because I have done pranayama, I understand how the soft palate works. So I understand how to seal my soft palate. And what I had realized is that if you don't seal your soft palate, all the smoke goes into your throat and into your stomach. And that's what immediately makes you gag and throw up and cough. It's smoke. I'm sorry. Did I say smoke? Yeah. It's um, powder, not smoke. Okay. So pardon me. If you don't seal your soft palate, that powder is going to go into your throat and into your stomach and it's going to make you gag and throw up immediately. Because I put two and two together, I knew that I had to seal my soft palate so it stays all up in your sinuses in your head. So after he went, I immediately go, like I exhale slowly. I'm shaking. And then I have my eyes closed at this point. And I'm just taking like three deep long inhales and exhales. I keep exhaling out the mouth. After the third one, I open my eyes and a single tear comes out of my left eye because of the pressure. And I'm just looking at him and I just take an inhale. I hold my breath and he puts it in my second nostril and he goes, and I do it again. And I didn't throw up. I didn't gag. I sat down and it was a very euphoric experience. I, I, a I grin. Don't know why like, I feel like you came to this and that's literally so amazing. But they didn't try to explain that to anybody. Um, so a lot of these plant medicines have been in communities for thousands and Mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of years. Does anybody explain to you the effects of smoking weed for the first time or are they like, try it and have your own experience, Cassandra? Yeah. Yeah. Intuition goes a long way with this kind of stuff. 
And they really lean into the wisdom coming from your experience. They with trust the plant medicine. you. Yeah. They're and like, I, and they, I appreciate that. I'm not going to lie. I'm not here to get answers from a human who's also on the planet for the first time. I'm also here not even to really get answers. I'm just here to have an experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there and I have a huge grin on my face. I had my eyes closed and I was just like, whoa. And then I literally thought to myself, damn, I, I feel high. I would have thought, I got to know. I would have thought when it goes up your nostril, you would hold it at the top of the inhale and then exhale. You immediately yeah. exhaled. You have to because it kind of like breaks the barrier of the breath. It like pops the inhale for you. So you have oh, to exhale. Oh, it pops the inhale for yeah. you. Cool. You're, you're not like going to hold in there. Okay. I mean, maybe you could for like a half a second or a second or two, but after that, you definitely want to exhale. So then that happens and everyone goes through. And then I don't know how much time passes, maybe 20, 30 minutes. And Wait, we're what does that high feel like? The rape felt euphoric, meaning Tell heaven, us what, heavenly. What does that mean to you? On your skin? On Unbelievably your... joyful, head high for sure. It's in your sinuses. I kept my soft palate sealed the entire time. So I was only spitting. You were spit, you're like spitting into your bucket. But I wasn't spitting a lot of like black powder. Also was resisting the urge to blow my nose because I know that you want to wait a little bit for everything to kind of work. I felt like I could breathe in. My nose was so open and I just felt like breath was just like pouring into me. And I loved that feeling. It was wonderful. Cool. So after that, we sit in silent seated meditation for I don't know how long. We're quiet up until this point. And then he comes around and he brings the first cup of ayahuasca and he goes in the same order that he did the rape. So I'm like fifth down the line. We get the first cup of aya. It's very muddy. You hear like someone take it and go like, oh God, that's gross. And you hear someone be like, hmm. So it finally gets to me. It's a to-go ramekin, the clear plastic to-go ramekins. That's the size. So it's an ounce and it's not filled all the way. It's filled halfway up. Okay. And I take it and I thought, wow, that's really fucking good. It tasted like cacao to me. I knew you were going to say that. I thought it tasted wonderful. I did put the cup down and notice there was a bunch of sediment at the bottom of everybody's cups. And I was like, that's that good stuff. I feel like I should be drinking that. Whatever. You didn't like lick it, like your finger. No, I just didn't feel like that's what, what was supposed to. Yeah, I guess. So we sit there and we do what's called the noble 30, where you sit in silence for 30 minutes seated after that. It felt like longer than 30 minutes. I think it was longer than 30 minutes. And then he comes around with the second cup. At this point, almost everybody is lying down. I stayed seated because I just felt like the vibe of staying seated. And he administers the second cup. They start to play music now at this point. Great music. And immediately, immediately, I get this wave of, oh shit. Now, the reason why I get the wave of, oh shit, is because almost every person had purged after drinking the first cup. Some bit. They puked a little bit. I didn't puke at all. So I was starting to feel nausea come in and creep in because it's unsettling on your stomach. It's like drinking trifla and Ayurveda, or I don't know what would be similar to it, a common food that we eat. Probably nothing because we don't eat anything that makes us sick. It's like nausea in your stomach. I was doing deep pranayama. I'm like, relax, breathe through it. So the second I took the second cup, the nausea was like, oh, bitch. And then I'm like, oh, I need to lay down. Like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I lay down and immediately within 30 seconds, I get up and I vomit everything out. So immediately I'm like, fuck, I just vomited the fuck out of that second cup. But it's still in you. (sighs) For 30 seconds, for 30, I mean, I like took the second cup, I drank it, lay down and literally within 30 seconds, I was like, oh no. And I puked it all up. And the moment I finished puking, I was like, oh God, I'm so sober right now. She just drank it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Just tip the, ew. I puked up so much. The feeling of puking isn't horrible. It feels very like the stomach fluid. It needs to come out. They replace my bucket. And honestly, I lie down after that point, And I just felt like I was meditating and chill for 
the next five hours or four hours. And that was kind of it. So they call the end of ceremony after that. And at that point, they're like, this is the end of the ceremony. There's soup on the stove for anybody that would like to eat. Like, be careful. Take a, take a little bit out of a, at a time to test yourself. And there's a fire. They had two fires going nonstop the entire weekend. It's important that there were element. Two sacred fires. Element. And they're like, you can go out to the fire. Just be mindful. We want to keep talking minimal inside the house. If you want to talk and socialize, go out by the fire. And that's it. By the end of that, when he was like calling ceremony, I was like, thank fucking God. I am starving. I'm so fucking hungry. I don't feel really anything happened. I just felt like I went into like a semi-deep meditation. I go into like way deeper meditations during morning maintenance, frankly. Yeah. So I was like, thank God. And I was just like, well, that was kind of a bummer, but also it's okay. I came here. I'll get what I get. Yeah. I eat a delicious bowl of vegetable soup. Yummy I go out by the fire and then it's time to go to bed. I'm like one of the first people to retire because I'm not trying to stay up till 5 a.m. At this point, it's after midnight. No, at this point, it was 1.30, I believe is when he called the ceremony. And I decided, you know, to eat, hang out for a second and then go up to bed and sleep in my teeny tiny little fucking <laughs> bunk bed. I didn't sleep a fucking wink. I'll tell you that much. So that was it. I went to bed. So I woke up the next morning, unrested. Didn't hungry? No, believe it or not. Not super hungry. A little hungry, I guess, maybe. Kind of went downstairs, drank my tea, went by the fire, talked to some of the folks there. And some people were just so special. And I just love them so much, even though I hardly know anything about them. And we were all like sharing a little about our experiences. We were all like, yeah, I didn't really feel anything. I had a nice adult group nap time, I guess. We were all cool with it. Some people were a little bit more disappointed than others. And that's just kind of how it goes. And then they prepare a big pot of oatmeal and we eat oatmeal and fresh fruit. And that was really nice. And then they call integration. And integration is the part where we all sit down and we go one by one and we share our experience. Why? Why are you doing that? Why do you think we're doing it? Because it's important for you to process. And integrate, yeah. But it's, do you think that doing it in front of everybody, I want to say is like valuable for everyone? Because I wonder if they did it, if they could just do it one-to-one with somebody. I think that community is so important. Okay. And you are creating your own pocket of community. It's like when we were in a Puerto Rico retreat or when we were in the Hocking Hills retreat. Sharing is really important. Totally. It's really important. Okay. So we integrated and the first integration was good. There were some like hot moments where honestly people are being pushed and tested in maybe ways that they weren't expecting as somebody who's also led groups of people in maybe like vulnerable situations it's a very hard role because you have to ask yourself this and I ask myself this every time I meet with Ayurveda clients and a lot of times I ask them do you want someone to hold you accountable or do you want someone to hold space and compassion for you because it's a hard dance and he definitely pushed some of the people there and you felt that you felt that uncomfortability and the vulnerability and it's like oh my gosh what's going to happen next kind of thing have you been in yoga retreats or uh, retreats where the person facilitating has really pushed on people before yes yeah so last april i went to a two-day chakra tantra workshop led by this amazing facilitator named Dariush. i do highly recommend him he is a tantric therapist and a tantrika very cool guy and there were 10 of us in this room we did a friday night's four-hour ceremony together and then we did a all-day saturday from 9 a.m to 5 p.m retreat on each chakra we took like an hour on each chakra and we did all of these questions and also we had integration and marina 
I straight up, first of all, it was an amazing experience. I learned so much. He had a co-facilitator. There were moments where people felt emotionally unsafe and had to remove themselves from a group and they had to go into another room to talk about whatever was coming up. Yes. We call yes. that activated. Yes. This is why I'm asking you because this oh has happened gosh. in a lot of, actually, maybe more in trainings I've been in. Learning eye rest, some restorative TT. When you're working with people in a training that's developed for traumatized populations, a lot of times the people that are in that room have also experienced trauma. So it's like activated, activated. I mean, this is still what we're dealing with. Most of the people, and I'm sorry if I cut you off. No, hit it. Most of the people that are seeking plant medicines are people that are have, that have hard lives. Yeah. They have yeah. hard lives. There it's not couple, an e they haven't had an easy go. Exactly. There's a couple people in there where my heart, I was just like, I can't imagine going through what you have gone through. The loss, the grief in your body. The goosebumps I have on I have right goosebumps now. too. And I haven't even told you the details. My heart. So when someone's pushing you and they're not necessarily giving you slack and they're doing it because they want to challenge you, it can be hard to watch, but it's also can be like, wow, there's a lot going on right now. You know what's cool about those moments is you may be witnessing a moment in time of person A and facilitator A, and in that moment there might be resistance or fear from the person receiving the pushing. That might make sense to them or that might feel incredibly revealing or empowering five weeks from now, five years from now. Yeah. You know, sometimes some it doesn't happen in that moment. Yes. And sometimes is the advice given the best advice on the planet? No, not necessarily. I have been in trainings with Rodney Yee and Richard Freeman, some of the most like well-known yogic practitioners in the country. And they'll give advice and you can see them snap into a moment. They like snap into their ego for a second and they kind of like project. This is how you need to do it. And that's not always the best thing for everybody either, but they're also humans too. You yeah, know? but your, what's interesting is the perspective you have by watching this interaction. Let's say the facilitator says, you need to make a change in your life. I can tell, I can feel it. What is that change? Watching this interaction, let's say you're watching it happen. That's a perfect example of something that would be said and totally. Yeah. What are you holding on to? Let go. You might be experiencing something by even watching that because you are not that person. You know what I mean? Yes. Let go or change. Those words mean very different things to every single person. So you might think, whatever you think of a situation like that, but no matter what, you have no idea what's actually going on between. Yes. But Unless there's something that's unsafe or manipulative or fucking. You know what though, Cass? What? God damn, I'm so empathic to my own detriment. I can like feel into what those people were feeling. So even to what our leader was feeling, I was like with them, you know, that I just learned this about empathy. I went camping this weekend. We encountered two people who were freaking out at a period of time because they got stuck in quicksand basically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and after that, we helped them get out. And after when we're walking back, I said, I'm like shook by this moment. I could feel her anxiety. I could feel her fear. I was like, how are you not shaking right now and he said because I can sympathize with her but I immediately shut that off I don't even feel people's energies anymore he said he's been able to feel energies his whole life I was like what do you mean you don't feel energies I can walk into a grocery store I can walk into a room that nobody's been in and I can basically understand and feel the energies he's saying that as an empath being able to turn that on and off I love that is what the superpower would be and yes. I don't turn it off enough I think that we're, we're both working on that. You I'm know. just learning how to do it, to be honest. It's hard. It's hard. I actually Not leaving the gate open all the time. Yeah. But I do think that I'm getting there. Okay, so you're watching. Go back to what you were saying. Your morning, day two, integration. Yeah. There are hard moments happening, and you're like, holy shit, these people have gone through so much. Do you have this aha moment of, this is why I'm here, or what's going on in your head, and are you, even though you didn't trip the night before or whatever? What's going on in my head is I have this gut feeling 
that that night was going to be a wild ride. I am continuing to do the work. Every moment is an opportunity to do the work. And I'm using the work in quotes because I want to emphasize the fact that the work is trusting, holding faith, believing that my intuition brought me here for a reason, enjoying it. I like to laugh. I like to dance. I like to have fun. At one point, the leader was like, I make my own music. You want to hear it? And I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, there's a room full of people and everyone is kind of still. And I'm like, loosen up. Let's go. This is fun. Let's breathe into our experience experience and move into our experience a little bit more. But that's just me. You know what I mean? That's the experience that I look forward because it feels good in my body. So I was very open and excited. Integration ends and we have about five hours to have to ourselves. So I beeline it to the giant pond. I grab my yoga mat and I'm like, I need to do like a long ass practice. So I beeline it to the pond. It takes like 15 to 20 minutes to get there. And at that point I call Justin and I'm like, hey babe, everything's good. I'm okay. Because I know that he really wanted to hear from me and just kind of like know that I was okay since I was going to undisclosed location (laughs) with a bunch of people that I don't know. He had the location though. He did have the location. The morning of, I gave it to him. So I get to the the pond and I'm doing my yoga practice. And then like 40 minutes later, everybody else comes and they do a big jump and a cold plunge into the lake. And it was really fun to watch them do that. I stay behind as everybody makes their way back to the house and I'm journaling and reflecting and breathing. And I'm just like smiling at the nature around me. I feel very open, receptive, ready, excited joyful, grateful. I just feel happy to be. So I eventually make my way back. They're like, okay, if you want to eat something around right now is when we should be putting the food away, eat something soft. I had brought lentil soup and I brought a quart and I was offering it to everybody. I'm like, come on, you know you want to try it. I saw some people break out of their shell and be like, okay, yes. The lentil soup I brought was so fucking good, so I'm so glad that I shared it. And I took a shower, a really long, hot shower, and oiled myself, and I was asking people, like, do you want some body oil? Do you want to put some oil on your face? And I brought Grace's Ember Chai, which I left there, and I'm distraught. I'm contacting the Airbnb host, so she'll mail it to me. Literally, I need this chai. (laughs) anyways so we kind of like are getting settled and for me to like get refreshed for a new day I need a shower I need to take care of my hair my skin my body my mouth and teeth I need to be outside I need to do movement practices I need to eat so I'm feeling ready to go ripe and ready so then comes night two the big kahona night okay so at this point our leader knows that most people didn't have you know a crazy tripping experience which isn't necessarily the goal let me tell you that even though some people talk about it like that's the goal I I would say that that's definitely not the goal. Like a crazy outward tripping experience? Yeah, like visuals. And I talked to God. Like I and re-experienced my own birth. Yes, yes. Which is cool, like too. Yeah. yeah. So I think he knew. So that night, he was like, we're not going to start with rape. However, that's that snuff that they blow up the nose, remember? He was, oh my gosh, how could I forget this detail? Oh my gosh. Is this burning? Speaking of burning, I have to tell you about this experience from night one. Oh God, Cassandra, you're going to be so sussed out by this, but just bear with me, okay? So before he called ceremony, the end of ceremony on night one, he was like, okay, if you want Sananga eye drops, move your head to the front of the mat and I will place a drop on either eye. And I'm like, eye drops, cool, sure. Oh, I love a good eye drop. Eye drops, like, mm, that sounds nice and refreshing. So he, he doesn't start in the typical order. He starts with the person sitting next to me, and he puts one drop in either eye. And I kind of look over, because I remember thinking, why is it taking so long? I don't know, I just like open my eyes, see what's going on. And I notice the person next to me squint and make this face, and I was like, huh, that's weird, it's an eye drop. What kind of eye drops are these, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so my turn comes, my eyes are closed. I drop one in the corner of my eye, I drop two in the corner of my eye, and then he's like, open and close your eyes. 
I open and immediately, immediately it feels like somebody took my eyeballs, replaced them with lighter fluid and lit my eyes on fire. <laughs> I know really now what it feels like to get maced in the eyes. So I open Are and close them. Are you kidding me? And immediately I'm like, oh, so immediately I like jolt and sit up and he just goes, breathe. You're like, you liar. <laughs> no, this was my scene. <laughs> He's like, breathe. And I'm like, fuck. And I know better than to rub my eyes. He gave me two tissues in my hands at one point before he administered the eye drops. And I was just like, okay. You just like need to let it out. After a minute, I tried to open my eyes. No, 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 no. One minute. I think I couldn't open my eyes for maybe three minutes. And then after that, if anything's going to recalibrate you back to life and the end of a ceremony, that was it. So the reason why I said that is because on the beginning of our second ceremony, there's things that you can supplementally add to your ceremony. Sananga eye drops and rape. Other people are also like smoking weed, vaping, doing all sorts of things. And I decided that what I wanted to do, per the wisdom of somebody else actually had said this to me near the fire and I just really resonated with the words of I just want to see what my relationship with the ayahuasca will be just the ayahuasca I don't really need anything else and I felt so in line with that so we started the second ceremony with Sananga eye drops and I was like I'm good on that they used an even stronger one he was like that was kind of mild I was like wow I think because I wasn't expecting it it was whoa you know so they started the second ceremony so now we're back to They're Saturday night eye drops you don't say they are eye drops that's like saying, do you want this beverage? And I fucking dose it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's misleading. They've been used for thousands and thousands of years. They I help with glaucoma. They help with vision degeneration. No, I'm not saying that they're not probably beneficial to whatever reason. But that's a lot to unexpectedly experience. I just looked it up. You can buy it for $30 online. <laughs> Look, five stars, 27 reviews, all five stars. I've been using these drops every day for three weeks so far. The pain only lasts 30 to 40 seconds for me. I started with putting it on the inside of my eye tip and doing that, barely giving the effects. Quickly put a drop in each eye, one after the other. Don't hesitate or you won't be able to get the second one in. Oh, so she does two drops in each eye. No. Quickly, one in the other. Oh. As soon as I put the cap on the jar, I feel the sensation. This doesn't give psychoactive effects. No, it doesn't. Like the eye, it kind of does. So she's talking about using this with ayahuasca. But it does immediately feel a clearing of your upper chakra and your eyes blah 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 yeah so people use this so I was like I'm good on the Sananga I'm good on the Rape like I just want to experience the ayahuasca we start ceremony Sananga eye drops go in and we wait I don't know 30 minutes 40 minutes the first cup comes out we sit in the noble silence for 30 40 minutes it felt like longer and then the second cup comes out at this point I purged after the first cup and I kind of wanted to purge a little bit like 30 minutes after the first cup went in I was honestly trying to be like don't resist the purge purge puke a little bit so that when you get the second cup immediately you're not like oh god and you projectile vomit so I feel like that was really smart the second cup comes in I'm still seated and I remember thinking yes second cup I feel so good they put on the music I remember thinking this music is literally such a vibe I was seated up I was dancing as hard as you could on the inside without physically dancing on the outside I was vibing the second cup comes around maybe an hour passes and I remember thinking okay I'm not feeling anything at all I am feeling vibed out like I would in a meditation in a dimly lit room with a bunch of candles and maybe deeply inspired meditation or yoga class. And then I remember thinking, all right, well, um, this is it. <laughs> I guess I'm going to lie down. Maybe I'll fall asleep. 
maybe I'll fall asleep. Maybe I'll just take another nap for a while. And I guess that's it. Spent $500 I don't have. And that's that. I lie down because at this point, everybody is lying down but me. I had stayed seated. So I'm on my yoga mat. And within two minutes of lying down, I feel like somebody's at the front of my yoga mat. Okay. So I look up and there he is and he has the leader and he has the tray and he's offering me a third cup. And I remember thinking, fuck, yes. And he says, pick one queen. And I picked a third cup. And at this point, I had forgot to mention, they had realized the sediment situation from the night before. So you would shoot the first cup and then you would hold it out and they would fill it with water and you would swirl it with your finger and you would shoot it again. So you would really get everything out. So I take the third cup and I just smile because I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely about to be a ride. Did he call you queen? He called me queen. And I felt like a fucking queen. And the funny thing is, before I had been offered the third cup, I was starting to feel this really high vibe energy, sattvic energy. In Ayurveda, that's the energy that's just the higher power energy. So he says, pick a cup, queen. I take the cup and I'm lying down now. I go back to lie down because you really want to be lying down for most of the ayahuasca journey. That's what I've been told. I don't know if that's how everybody does it. So I'm lying down and in that moment, everything just gets wild. Everything goes wild. And for the next five, six, seven, eight hours, I am just like catapulted into what feels like different realities, different universes, situations. I felt like I could ask questions and get answers from the universe. And Justin like literally was jokingly asking me like, did you ask about the pyramids? And I was like, I do remember asking about the pyramids at one point, but I think I was so tired that I like didn't hang on long enough to hear, to hear the answers to the pyramids. (laughs) Such a good one. Okay. So at this point, I'm starting to feel really, really good, high energy from the plant itself and she is basically embodying the feminine energy ayahuasca is a very feminine plant energetically it's a strong feminine archetype and that's why they administer the rape because rape is very grounding that snuff that they blow up your nose is a very grounding masculine energy so it's a good ground so you don't float away you know for me, I wanted to feel all of the feminine glory. And I got this like vision and experience of the high priestess. And I felt I was in that moment. I was that. And it was just so powerful. I felt the lover to all, loved by many. Mother matron was so powerful. And I experienced just a lot of wild things. I experienced what it was like to give birth. I had that vision or that experience. Really? Yeah, which is so wild. Did you, I don't want to say see it. But I was like experiencing it. Oh, it's so hard to describe in words. And I remember thinking throughout the experience, everything makes sense. Everything makes sense. But the moment you come out of it, words don't do it justice. Mm -hmm. So I even hesitate to say things like the word visions and I went to a different universe. It all sounds crazy. But when you're in it, it's very much everything, everywhere, all at once. That rock scene when it's just like, be here. This is it is it's the isness. It just is, you know? Yeah. So I was high vibe wildin' for hours. And I remember when the leader said, okay, this is the end of the ceremony. If you'd like, go ahead and grab a cup of soup, go by the fire. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I literally, there is no way I could even move a finger, let alone go up and get a cup of soup. I was like catapulting through I don't know what worlds at this point. There was a couple people that didn't move a muscle. And I think a couple hours went by, maybe three hours went by or so. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm so languished. I'm so famished. Three more hours went by? Probably. Okay. So languished, so famished. I felt like what it was, it was like to, I don't know. I know it sounds crazy, but just to be like, all the energy gone from your body, languid, like exhausted, fatigued. To the, I couldn't even move a finger, but I was content. It's so crazy. But I remember thinking, man, you should probably eat, a, eat some broth. That would be good for you. So I remember after some time went by, I decided to stand up 
and walk to the kitchen, which is like literally 15 feet away max and walk back. And I remember as I'm walking towards the kitchen, I was like, this was the biggest mistake ever. I can barely see straight. I'm still seeing shit. You know what I mean? There was someone in the kitchen. I remember thinking, please God, don't talk to me. (laughs) I like filled this boiling hot soup in this bowl. And I'm like, fuck, this bowl is so hot. And I'm walking back to my mat. I feel like I'm going to drop this on somebody. (laughs) I really hope I don't drop this. I immediately place the bowl on the ground and I'm like, oh God, I cannot even think about eating so I lay down oh I go, my god go to sleep I don't know for probably another hour or two or so and I wake up and I remember looking bowl is like down by my feet and I'm like all right reach for the bowl reach for the bowl and I took one spoonful of broth oh no 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 my stomach is too sensitive for this go back to bed wake up maybe eat three more spoons of soup and then at that point it was maybe like 4 a.m and I'm like I'm gonna go to the couch so I go to the couch that was pushed up against the wall and I'm like that is mine because over my dead body am I going up those spiral stairs to sleep in a room with four other people and climb into a, the top of a bunk bed so I slept on the couch and I stayed there until about 9 a.m the next day and I don't know I was did, did you dream no, 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 no. I you're, just, still tri- you're still on the trip. I was like slowly coming off of the whole trip. Okay. So I definitely didn't dream. I was experiencing just all sorts of stuff. And around 9 a.m., I'm like, okay, I think I can get up, make some tea, go outside, breathe. Mm. I did a yoga practice on the dock, and I got my wits about me. I took a shower. I was just being, moving very slowly and called Justin and then you gotta like kind of like call it so at this point it's probably like 11 they make food I couldn't possibly consider eating I was still like so I still don't really have an appetite right now I just feel like I'm eating when it feels right for me but I'm not really having an appetite and I'm okay with that completely it just feels right it's hard to explain and then there were a couple people that wanted to do this practice this supplemental practice called combo they were like, we're going to do integration. A couple people were like, well, we want to do combo. And they were like, okay, let's get these people handled. We'll do their combo. And Is I was everyone like, down from the journey, from the trip? Yes. So now it's about... So you're sober. Yes, but I mean, the medicine is, the plant medicine is still very much inside of you. You okay. still have to like digest it and experience it. So at this point, it's probably noon or so. And they're like, we got to do combo, you know, and only three people want to do it of the eight people. And I want to watch. I want to, I love watching leaders and guides administer things. I love observing. I love witnessing. It's fun. It's really fun for me. So I move to the periphery and they're all in the living room. So they're in the living space where we did the ayahuasca for the past two nights. Mm -hmm. There's three people and one person has done it one time. One person has done it many times and one person, it was their first time and it was wild. So combo is the experience of administering a type of frog poison onto a burn on your skin. So they take like this tiny little, imagine the, the width, of a incense stick okay imagine lighting that incense stick on fire and then just putting it on your skin letting it burn a little bit and doing three dots some people do more some people do less they administered three dots and then after that they administer this little paste that looks like a resiny type of balm and they add it to the three dots in order to do this practice you have to drink just about a gallon of water and the entire experience is a purging experience. So I've never done combo. I'm good on the combo. Like I said, experience the ayahuasca and not compilate so much. It says that combo comes from Amazonian tree frogs. Yeah, what did I say? You didn't say anything. You just said it's a frog, I think. An Amazonian tree frog, yeah. Yeah, that's so specific. And do you have to, it says it looks like you have these frogs stress them out. I think their gland produces. To get that gland or to get that substance. And then that's the drug itself. Mm-hmm. And then the burn is how you get it into the bloodstream. Yeah. Okay. Word. Combo. K-A-M-B-O. I didn't know that's how it was spelled either. These are really pretty frogs. Oh, it's so cute. 
one of the co-facilitators shared some really beautiful facts about the meaning of combo and the tree frog and the Amazonian culture and relationship between how frogs are revered and it's a beautiful practice. Really? Mm -hmm. Did I feel called to it? No. So I didn't do it and I'm not doing things I'm not called to. So I didn't do Rape or the Sananga eye drops or the combo on the second day. It felt like a lot to me. Some people, that's how some people do it. So I'm watching combo happen. One of the most interesting things was watching one person in particular endure the discomfort of it but he handled it and breathed through it so he like prolonged the purging and the effects of it for a long time but watching his focus and fortitude someone who has a very hard past very hard past I just like saw that person's soul just so beautifully and I was just so impressed and I just got to witness someone very strong go through something very uncomfortable and it felt like an honor really it felt like an honor so we had to wait for the people that did combo to basically you like nap and like they're nauseous they need time to reset so it pushed us back a while so integration didn't happen until like one o'clock integration for the second day well I guess it's technically the third day now it's on Sunday we're all gonna leave soon was a bit intense it was a bit intense there was some emotions that were on edge there was some feelings that had gotten stirred up there was some poking and prodding some pushing questions that were being both asked and answered by attendees and by the leader and I had been given a third cup I do not know who else had been given a third cup and I was hesitant to say I tripped balls I had a great experience I was given a third cup because I was worried that other attendees might feel like they didn't get a third cup when it was my time to share it's hard to share it's like hard to pick and choose what comes to you but I did have some like really beautiful moments and realizations I had the the thought that came to me about Justin teaching me how to laugh again which I thought was was really beautiful and special uh, mom was very much a part of it and just so many beautiful lines of communication and connection in my interpersonal life and in my intrapersonal life as well as like so beyond were present and beautiful I felt like I was one with my body I could feel like every moment of digestion I was so alive and aware and I just feel very clear I felt the very strong desire to begin slowing down a little bit and not having to mitigate the emotions around me remember how we were talking about that right now I don't have the desire to co-regulate everything around me and I really hope that stays with me why wouldn't it yeah I hope it does I don't feel the discomfort associated with not co-regulating mm -hmm. I just feel natural so anyway Anyways, that was really it. So what did you share with the group? That. Uh, that oh, some, some, some of those things, yeah. Anything else we're missing out? Because, I mean, I'm just so curious. I journaled the whole time. Read us some stuff from your journal. Okay. Before I wrote this down, I call on the elements of earth, air, fire, and water. And I remember before taking the ayahuasca, I stood outside. I would say, I feel the earth beneath me, the water before me the air that moves me and the fire that is near me. And I just kept saying that over again because I was standing outside and the wind was blowing so I could see it. The pond was directly in front of me. I could feel the grass and the earth beneath my feet and I could feel the fire right next to me. So before I took the ayahuascas, I would say I call onto the powers of the fire, air, earth, and water. The elements of fire, air, earth, and water. So that was interesting. Oh, that's so witchy, Neen. Mm. That's so great. Mm. I felt like a conduit for a lot of messages and spiritual opportunity to tune into like the wisdom of the universe there's something very sweet about the feeling of surrender I wrote that wow oh uh, the words cosmic cacophony came to me during the experience like it felt like a cosmic cacophony cool um when I'm in there that's it that's what I wrote <laughs> you wrote when I'm in there that's it yeah like 
That's it. It's it. It's the isness. I don't know how else to explain it. When I'm in there, that's it. That's oh my it. God, we have to start saying that. I love that. Needless to say, I came home. I didn't have much of an appetite, but... What time did you get home on Sunday? Like five-ish. Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ate some curry that Justin made. It was so good. All I wanted was a deep, long sleep, but I didn't sleep that well or that hard when I got home. So last night, I actually went to bed at like 9 p.m. and I stayed in bed until like 9 a.m. today. I'm so glad. So I slept in and out of sleep for like 12 hours and just like deeply rested until basically you came over. <laughs> I would do it again. You're answering all these. I love it. We're just. I would do it again other. for sure. You would do it again. I and actually you're glad you did it. Want to co-facilitate a ceremony that where includes maybe yoga, meditation. Yeah, I want to teach yoga, meditation, sound bath. Add in elements of body care, of like really taking care of yourself and nurturing yourself, giving you the tools to Takes do this. A woman. Yeah, and I think that the individual that administered, and I mean, he made the ayah. It's his recipe. I trust that and I trust him and I think that he could absolutely serve it for sure. But I also want to be, like I could see myself being a part of really sacred experiences like that. Wow. Yeah. So could you see yourself doing it in the States? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. A lot of people, like, you know, were laughing at me. Like, my friends were just making fun of me in a, in a cute way. Like, nothing like doing ayahuasca in the Midwest. Potent stuff. Enjoy your time. But for some reason, I felt really called to it in the wisdom of the medicine. It doesn't matter if you meditate in India or if you meditate in your basement in the Midwest. It's still a beautiful practice. And I feel like because I went into the trust and the love, it gave it back to me threefold. Did he grow it in Ohio? No, he gets all of his materials from oh, Amazon. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's been a few days. Since I mean, it's still active inside of my body. Okay. Do you think that you need physical rest, like more sleep, more? Because you said you don't have much of an appetite. Do you require I more puked. rest? I puked for like two days. So I just need, it's like coming off of a stomach flu. I just need some time. Totally. Mm -hmm. Did you puke that second day? I puked after the first cup, remember? Yeah. And then I kept down the second and third. So all this stuff that you vlogged and took videos of, do you see yourself putting that together? I need to like watch it and make sure that like I don't sound like a cuckoo for Coco. But I definitely think I want to make it like a little YouTube video about like, hey guys, okay, so this is the morning of or I'm on my way. Oh like, my God, that's literally so genius. Yeah, so we'll see that come together. But overall, that was my experience. I don't know if it was everywhere or if it was helpful or interesting of any kind, but that's what I got. And that's, that's what I'm able to communicate to the world. It was so valuable. Thank you. Because kind of like the way that you and I describe really anything that we find to be meaningful, you can only control yourself. Mm -hmm. Trust what you have. And control is an absolute illusion, guys. Yeah. It's an illusion. You only had you, your breath, your trust, your intuition, and you stuck with that the whole time. You obviously trusted your leader. He sounded so great. And the co-leader. And that's it. Like mm -hmm. you said, you even brought one blanket, a yoga mat, and a journal. Yeah. That's so inspiring. At one point, they put a blanket on me. When it was, you couldn't lift a finger? It was really cute. No, on the first night. And the next morning when I looked at the blanket, it was literally like a handmade plush blanket that had little tiny cowgirl caricatures all over it. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen. And it just said cowgirl. Like, and it had a little pocket where you could put your feet. I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Was it for a child? You know, it might have been for a child, but also it fit me pretty well. So like maybe an adult. I don't know. I miss that blanket. R.I.P. Thank you for sharing all of that. That sounds really nice. You're welcome. Do you see yourself administering it before you take it again? Administering? What do you mean? I didn't mean administering. I meant co-leading. Maybe co-lead and take it with everybody. 
Oh, so you don't do the yoga and this stuff during? No, you are lying down the entire okay. time. Okay. Or seated. That's a completely you are, uninterrupted. And also, you are not talking. It is uninterrupted. And for the people that didn't experience like significant journeys, they were like, rarely have I ever given myself five hours, six hours of completely silent, uninterrupted time to meditate. So regardless of whether or not I transported to another universe, I still got to experience something really powerful. We're about to do ayahuasca. <laughs> no, we're taking shots of fire cider, which is honestly tastes way more intense than the ayahuasca. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I want to tell a quick story. So quick, she says quick. Just kidding. I talked for the last like two hours. You can. I so. loved everything you said. I just want to talk about what happened to me. Nothing happened to me. I absolutely I got triggered and. Oh, yeah. You haven't told me yet. Freaked out in the middle of the night during my camping weekend, and I have to tell you about it. Tell us, spooky season is here. So I just want to preface with, when we were younger, we got scared very easily, but we also sought out scary things too. (laughs) And our mom also did say scary stuff to us when we were young. Like, I just... Oh, yeah. Just don't know if... She instilled the fear of hell inside of us. Not just hell, but murders and... Rapists. Just everything that you would ever even think to fear of. (laughs) We were afraid of it because it felt like it was going to happen to us at any moment. Anyways... That's like young middle school. We were or still very brave, though. Very brave. Where this is a, that's elementary school. Move it on. It was more like tragic things. Yeah, just like deeply upsetting. Deeply things. upsetting things. You know, Anyways. like we weren't afraid of spiders or afraid of like getting bullied. We were afraid of like somebody coming in, stealing us in the middle of the night, tying us in chains in their basement, and then raping us every day for a year. <laughs> yeah, but mom always said, "Never give up. I will find you." <laughs> Literally. So, anyways, fast forward to like late middle school and high school we loved the saw movies we loved that ma- texas chainsaw Ma massacre when a stranger calls all that good shit that was scary and i don't think i realized that all that the blair witch project all that stuff was storing in my body to some degree and i say i'm fine and cool and calm and collected now but i do think that i'm <laughs> somewhat traumatized from the combination of mom basically instilling fear in us and then us seeking out all these scary things. Okay, guys, this past weekend while Marita was on her ayahuasca journey, me and my boyfriend went to the Great Smokies and we stayed in this beautiful tent, one of those yurti tents. So perfect. Long story short, last night we're sleeping. I wake up in the middle of the night. By the way, it's like in the nights it's raining and it's super windy and you can hear we're in the middle of the woods, Marina. This is a very remote tent. (laughs) To even get to the property, it's five minutes of driving down a private drive (laughs) and then you get to this little tiny house, which is the- Did you have service? We did have service. Oh, bitch, please. If you have service, come on. Still. (laughs) You get to this tiny little property, and then you keep going up this gravel road that really, if you don't have all-wheel drive, you can't get up. And then it spits you off up this winding private road that on one side has a pretty steep cliff on the other side. And the other side is just, like, really bumpy. Anyways, me and my boyfriend go to sleep. In the middle of the night, all I know is I wake up, I'm freezing, and he's not... The chill (laughs) of the devil has come upon her. That's not... Tell him what time it was, Cass. I'm not going to tell them until it, for two more seconds because I got to build the context. I wake up and he's not there next to me in the bed. 
And <laughs> nice. JM. And so I just realized he's not there. And I basically yell out the time, baby, where are you? Baby, where are you? Nice job, Neen. It's he dark and I can hardly see. <laughs> and he doesn't respond. By the way, I was unplugged all weekend. So I kept my phone in the center console in my car all weekend. So it was never near me, but I did have my watch. I call out. He doesn't say anything. I call out and I say, babe, babe. And he goes, yeah. And he's outside he of goes, the tent. Yes, it's me. Yes. Too much? Yes. <laughs> okay. Basically, he just acknowledges that I called out babe. I look at my watch and it's 320. Any of you guys have watched any scary movies? Between the hour of three and four is a scary hour. It's the witching hour. It's the witching hour. If it was after four, I feel like I would have been okay. It's closer to morning. You know what I mean? The sun's going to rise soon. Between three and four, it's not night. It's not morning. It's that invisible scary hour. Totally. So I heard his voice and I stay and I'm like, maybe he's pissing or maybe he's even shitting. I'm just going to literally give him his privacy. I'm doing deep breathing. I'm telling myself everything's okay. But my heart rate is literally accelerating. I was like, do not think about don't think about the fact that it's three o'clock in the morning. Don't think about the fact that it's about to be three thirty-three, which we know is a you know Satan's time. Is it three three three? So, anyways, I get up, I peek my head out of the tent, I go, "It's it's cold. Where are you?" And he goes, "I'm by the car." Literally, so nonchalant. <laughs> Reminder, guys, it's probably around three thirty at this point because I've waited so much time in the bed. In my heart, I just run back into the bed and I get under the covers. I'm like, "Why is he pretending like, <laughs> like everything's normal?" I'm literally so confused. Can you not hear the terror in my voice? I'm literally trembling at this point. I'm fighting a panic attack, so I have to before I can leave the tent and understand what's happening with my boyfriend. I have to calm my heart rate down so that I basically don't pass out. I'm so scared I'm thinking he is being possessed right now wow this is terrifying I literally thought okay something bad is happening right now what could there be any other reason why this is happening I'm in full fight fight and flight I don't know what to tell you so I'm not thinking clearly I muster up I think just wait just wait in the bed if it's like he will come to you it's okay finally by the way I probably sounded cool calm and collected but on the inside my heart was gonna it was erratic and it felt like maybe it was gonna what happens in arrhythmia like it truly felt like it was going so go fast like cardiac arrest yeah finally he tells me he's by the car right so I, I said baby where are you and he says very calmly I'm by the car go back in bed freak out get up and I'm like go out there and just go look him in the eyes and make sure he's <laughs> I'm not lying. I go up. I say, baby, I walk out of the tent. He's like, yeah, I walk towards the car. And I'm thinking, why the fuck are you by the car right now? And I look him in the eyes and he's just so calm. And, and I see his eyes and I'm like, oh, so are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm okay. I was like, okay. What is he doing? Hold on. I'll finish. Uh I go back in the tent and I go, am I fucking crazy right now? It's three. I look back at my watch and I'm like, it is three in the morning, right? Like this is a weird time to be up. I wait a little bit more time to, again, give him space. I don't know what's really going on. At this point, I said, I saw his soul in his eyes. He's not possessed. Now I can go out there. At this point, he's sitting on the picnic table. I can hear him doing Nadi Shodna, which is a breathing, balancing pranayama. I bring a blanket out with me. I sit next to him and I go, why are you out here? And he was like, the stars are so beautiful. I, I, I want to breathe. I want to be out here doing pranayama. And then wow. I immediately calmed down. Wow. And I said, baby, I got really scared. He was like, about what? I said, I don't even want to tell you why tonight. <laughs> I didn't want to be like, I thought you were being possessed. And so he looked at me and goes, oh, you're really scared, aren't you? He could feel me. I was trembling. He goes, let's go back in the tent right now. He knew. And I basically glued onto him. And he was like, <laughs> you were so scared. I had no idea. And he said, like, sometimes I like to get up and do breath work. And I was like, 
Well, he said that the next morning, all I needed to do was slow my heart rate down. So next morning I say, baby, I got to tell you what happened. I straight up thought you were possessed by the devil. The witching hours between three and four, especially around 3.30. What was going on? He was like, I was doing Breath of Joy. He was like, I almost walked down to the lake where the stars were so beautiful. And he was just like, I was enjoying the mountain there. We were in the mountains. And I said, well, I'm seriously so deeply traumatized by weird, scary witching things that I immediately thought something bad was going to happen. And then he said, all I knew is that I just had to stay calm and keep my heart rate calm and it would calm yours kind of like how you calm a baby down wow so i want to ask you this you woke up in the middle of the night and you were in tent in the woods and justin wasn't there would you be scared i don't know probably do you think i i do feel like i absolutely overreacted and i can tell you that i think that that would be the last time that something like that happened it's nice that you kind of had that moment though to recalibrate you a little bit so you can moving forward trust a hundred percent i don't think i've had a moment like that in a long time so i i wonder if it would take a moment like that for me to kind of get there too and he just made me realize i don't know he made me feel so safe and so good so quickly after I thought that my boyfriend was possessed by the wood demons. Well, cheers to not that happening. That not happening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to do ayahuasca, aya. You know who to contact. I mean, actually, we need to be careful with stuff like that because it's like illegal and stuff. You're right. If and you- I don't know really anything about it. So, And if you ask me... And try to narc. I'll deny everything. We can just say that this entire podcast was a hypothetical. This whole thing was a hypothetical of my imagination. Okay, well, that's also plants. You literally did so great explaining it. Thank you. I love you very much. Good luck. Yay! Until next time.